This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working class on DeerCast. I think it's episode 81. We are nearing episode 100 of the series, Lee. What do we do for episode 100? The people need to have a say in this. I th- I, I, I don't know. It's got to be something big, though. So I mean, put the, pressure the first 100 episodes? Come on. Yeah, we got to do something. And I don't know what that is. So let us know in the comments. Episode 100, what do you want to see? What do you want to hear? Topics, guests, suggestions? We're open open good to see you lee hello kurt you're back in studio you're here a lot i am you're uh you have a flexible career that allows you to be you're just all over all the time pretty much so uh thanks for being in studio man episode 81 i think we're going on a year of your first episode right or was it over already it was over a year it was like three weeks ago oh nice i think roughly austin chandler's calling me it's his birthday today at the time of recording i'll just tell him but I'll call him back. <laughs> Recording. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um, yeah. So we did, I don't know. I know we've been kind of making some plans. Like last summer, we did the the rope scrape TikTok video and got everybody all worked up. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think we need to like do that again and make a, a volume two version of it, which we will. And uh, I got some ideas for that. <laughs> okay. Well, we got a little bit for that. We got, you know, July before we start doing that, I think. Um, but this episode, I think, is interesting. Um, we're going to cover some interesting topics because you you had dropped some. Oh, we did a clip from a podcast where you like knocked on fifty something doors to gain hunting permission. Yeah, that was my first year. I first yeah. started my job. I knocked on fifty five doors my first year because I moved. It was a new area that I'm not. I wasn't from, and I didn't have any permission. And mm-hmm. um, I knocked on fifty five doors that first year, and that was my first year. Um, and that was the only property that I got a yes on. Out of 55. Out of 55. The other 54 were 
sorry, I hunt or it's leased or yeah. my kid hunts or my cousin hunts or whatever, but yeah, one out of 55. <laughs> wow. And I actually named that deer 55 for that reason. But, no kidding. Yeah. All right. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, that's a cool. Yeah. Cool. So get not like asked for hunting permission, like went to just farmers, property owners, doors, all that stuff. And just like generally like, uh, worst they can say is no type scenario. Yep. So, um, I want to talk about that on this episode is like gaining hunting permission. Uh, a lot of people like to play the, like the must be nice game. Um, kind of hate on you for having a piece that you hunt that there's deer on. Yeah. I'm, the jealousy is a big thing in the hunting game. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it would be cool for us to talk about like, how do you get more hunting permission? What's the way to do it? Um, talk about some of the things we've both done or what we've seen buddies do that type of thing. Um, and some of your recent efforts that you've been putting in. So I don't know where we start this, but I think we just talk like in general basis, we're talking, um, not least ground. Like you're not paying to be there. We're talking permission pieces only on this episode. Yep. So how you got permission for free or whatever work you're willing to do. That's non-payment free. <laughs> free and that's not supposed to be a perverted thing. Um, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So I guess my first question for you, because I know my numbers as far as like doors knocked on versus how many permission pieces I've got in your life or, you know, just say in the last 10 years, how many doors would you say that you've knocked on? Mm. Knocked on. Not a lot. Or phone calls made, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, inquiries about pieces to hunt. Um, I'd say in the last, in the last 10 years. Yeah. Last five years. That's what my numbers are. Not that many. Like I'd say a very, just a fraction of what you've done for sure. Um, 20 in the last five. Um, you know, I've kind of gone through like a weird transition. I've lost, I lost one of the pieces I grew up hunting. Well, I technically can still hunt it, but it's just like a, it's a political mess. So I just stay out of it. Yep. And it's like the neighbor I know knowingly just trespasses. So I'm just like, I just, it's well, not worth it. It's not worth it. You know? So I just backed out, whatever. Not all property is good property. <laughs> not all property is It's good. It's a good piece, but it's just, I'm all, I'm all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe 20, maybe in the last five years, but a lot of it's just like, I had a lead from a friend who knew a farmer that knows he didn't hunt. And a lot of it is like overlooked pieces, mm -hmm. pieces that I know nobody's like really paying attention to, you know? And I think that's a, that's a big tip. Like don't count out anything. Like if someone's like, Hey, you, you want to hunt my ground and it's one acre and there's one tree in the center of it. I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll hunt it. And that's one more piece you have in your bag of permission pieces. Like one more place you can go because you, you always want to have a backup piece. Yeah. So, um, that's like, I've kind of, that, that's, I'm not going for like 200, 300 acre pieces. Like I'm going for those pieces where I know there's gonna be no conflicts. Right. So, so my last five years, I, I kind of went through and like looked at all my pins cause I put my permission pieces, I put a pin on the farm when I want to go ask. Um, and then I change the color, whether they tell me yes or no, cause I don't want to annoy the same so person. So you're, you're going in deer cast putting a pen on a, a parcel, coloring it one color. Yep. And then that's like your checklist. That's my, I haven't asked here, but it looks good. I want to ask on it. Okay. And then once what I go. What color is it? That's just, I don't, it's orange. The Like if you just put a pen, I think it's orange. Is that what color it is? Like reddish orange, yes. Yeah. 
Um, Deercast red. Yeah. Or whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the color is. It's orange or red. Um, and then I normally, if I get permission, I put a green just because green means go. Yeah, wow. It's stupid. But <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's a way to stay organized. Um, and then I normally do like, uh, um, I don't remember if it's white or black. Black is my, I think black I use for tree stands and white I might use for no go just because it really stands out. Mm. Um, but that's just a way for me to stay organized for, yeah. you know, cause I don't want to annoy somebody by knocking on their door more than one time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's a good tip. That's a good like inner, it's like the flexibility of like how deer cast can be used like other than just mapping. Yeah. Like, you know, it's more yeah. than that. Yep. Um, so I went through cause after that 55 episode, I was, you know, where we talked about that deer. I think that was like the, oh. We were talking about, weren't we talking about that one buck, that, that big buck that got yeah. away and you never knew yeah. what happened? Yep, yep, yep. That's what it was. Um, I was kind of curious, so I went through and counted some of those pins, either green or white, and it was like 275 pins over the last five years. Total. Total, yep. Wow. <clears throat> that's that's putting up some numbers. Last five years. Yeah. Since I, so growing up where I grew up, moved after college, worked a new area, that kind of stuff, like we talked about in that podcast. Yeah. Um, so that's basically in my adult life is somewhere between 275 and 300, and it's more now since then. I mean, that was six months ago. I've asked permission on a few other properties. Okay, so let's break this down. Let, let's go out of the 275, whatever, how many yeses have you gotten? Um, so excluding family, um, you know, close relation, uh, three. <laughs> three okay and that 275 does not include that family so three out of 275 properties were yeses were yeses and what size well you don't got to break that down i don't want to call it your spots what was the average size property that you asked for permission on if you had to just average it over the 275 pieces probably 80 if i had to guess okay. somewhere in there um and that's where with this new tactic that i kind of changed up and and i and i still i'm still gonna ask permission on the properties that look never, absolutely dynamite huge you, you never do know everything with you just never know um but i'm kind of like you where you said you know don't overlook the little pieces i'm changing my mentality to that after talking with some friends that hunt that kind of stuff yeah um I'm expanding from only trying to get those really good permission pieces to stuff that might be good a certain time of the year or yeah, there could be a big buck for two weeks of the year working that area or it's, you just got to hunt a lot differently. And cause it's nice to hunt close to home. Yeah. A lot of my places that I can hunt are over an hour from my house, Yeah, but it's nice to drive two miles and be able to hunt somewhere. <laughs> you know, both is good. Like, you know, for certain reasons and, and, you know, I kind of look at some of those smaller pieces. Like I have a piece um, really close, and I, I've only hunted it a couple times, and I haven't really seen that many deer in. But it's a piece that I knew no one was going to waste their time with, and it's one of those places. If I dedicated my season to, I'll kill a big buck in there. But um, you know, I I need to get back in, maybe explore at least put a camera in there and just mm -hmm. see like what time of year. Like almost just put a camera in there, let it soak for a whole year, and then come back and just be like, okay, let's see what the year tells us. Yep, um, something like that. But um, okay. So how are you reaching out to these people? We're talking 275 and then I'll talk about some things I've done, um, in the past. Um, and that's certainly in the past, you know, the history of my hunting on, on permission pieces, but, um, what are some things 
or how how did you get the permission of the 275 like the doors i knocked on yeah the 275 uh fails and the, the three wins inside those 275 so almost all of those were strictly door knocking straight um, up hey what's up yep i'd stop and if they would be not be home I'd, i would just continually stop until i caught them basically um way too much time invested in that many notes <laughs> to be 100 percent honest yeah with yeah um it's honest work i guess but i mean all literally all of those were door knocks um or if I knew somebody who knew the person, I'd maybe get a phone number if I couldn't reach them kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But most of them are door knocks. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, the conversations would go, you know, either, A, we don't let anybody hunt or, you know, you, you know it. Yeah. Um, and I would offer help around the farm. I, you, know, I, you name it, I offered it because. You never know. I wanted. So what, uh, <laughs> um, what was the most common no? Uh, either we hunt it or somebody else hunts it. Yeah. Basically. For sure. I get that. Um, that's common. That's, of course, that's like what you're going to run into in the Midwest. Yeah. Everybody's hunting and then everyone's trying to hunt on somebody else's piece. And and then like, you kind of run like the risk of like being intrusive and pissing somebody off that already hunts there or something. Yeah. Like even though that's not your intention. Right. And I have gotten, you know, of those three, um, one of them, another person hunts and I have, you know, I work alongside that person, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't want them to do it to me. I mean, if somebody came in where I was already hunting, I'd be very mad you know i'd yeah. be mad so i you know i don't mess with them i kind of stay out of their way you know uh, right right doing to them what i would want done to done to me for you sure know? Yeah. um there's like a there's like a, a and it's a bigger property ethics. too you know so it's not like we're on a 20 on top of each other yeah, just you know pressuring each the yeah. deer all the time yeah, yeah ruin each other's hunts every time right. pretty much yep um yeah okay so that's that's interesting not great odds but here's the thing it's like you put in the work like you could nail a crazy piece you just never know. And that's what keeps me doing that. <laughs> you know, keep yeah, looking yeah. for it is you just never know when you're going to knock. Like there's a piece right now that I'm trying to catch the lady. And I think it will be the best piece I ever hunt if I can get on it. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's just you never know. And there's there's a piece. Well, the piece that Junkbrow came off of. The guy has told me he owns a bunch of ground. He has told me no 10 times. Mm -hmm. And I always ask, you know, because we've got a, I've built a good relationship with him now and that's part of it too is you know if you've got a piece you really want on want to be on like this one it's five miles from my house it's really good he's got a bunch of pieces that are really good yeah or i think would be really good um and just slowly build a relationship you know yeah but there's also a fine line there of building relationship and being annoying being, annoying, being <laughs> too know, much yeah. being too much like this year he he finally after five years asking him he let me shed hunt um because he shed hunts and you know, he let me shed hunt after they already shed hunted. Yeah. And I found 17 <laughs> after they'd already shed hunted. Damn, really? So, yeah. They've got a really, one of their properties is a really thick timber from that duratio that came back. It's really thick multiflower rows. Mm. And it's all really nice south facing bedding. Oh, but yeah, it's all it's really money. thick multiflower rows and multiflower rows. And he was like, yeah, we're getting old enough now. We don't want to walk through that stuff. So if you want to go walk through it. It's honest. Okay. And it was, I mean, I was hands and knees crawling on deer trails most of the time. But yeah, I picked yeah. up 17 and three sheds from bucks that I knew and wanted to find. So Wow. All right. Impressive numbers. Putting up them numbers. Yeah. Um, some ways I've gotten permission going back to that. Um, I've, like, I've done like always offered help in some way. Um you know, the the piece I grew up on, now I got, my dad got the permission to hunt this ground, but 
as I got older to be a teenager and like wanted to hunt more on my own, I'm in there on my own without my dad. Yep. I would give like the old farmer, um, I would help him. I actually maintained the ground, um, even though it was his tractor. Like, I, he, you know, he's an older guy, he's got other stuff to do. I'm like, hey, I'll hop on and mow the paths and mow up that field and stuff for you. So I did that, you know, a bunch and then, uh, always gave him deer meat and just, yeah. Helped him with stuff that they needed help. I'd swing in there if I saw him out working in his barn. But hey, you need need anything today? He just shit like that. Yep. Um, and I think that goes a long way. Like built um, a relationship with him, where he'd be like, uh, you know, hey man, you mind give me a hand with this real quick before you go out? And it's like, yeah, of course. Yep. So I think little stuff like that. Um, a couple permission pieces. This might be unique, but this might be a way to flex permission. Um, I've helped people learn to bow hunt on their own ground and in exchange got to hunt yep and almost be like personal guide mm -hmm. so like i've hung stands for guys and like then in that instance my goal is to like get them a deer yep because they're happy i'm happy i get to hunt they get to kill deer it's all good mm -hmm. so that's like one way i've done it in the past um another one is just maintain the farm like i'm fortunate enough now i have a little tractor um, I push logs off the field edges for farmers. I mow when they might not have time to get to mow. Uh, I mean, you name it, yep. farm maintenance stuff. And I that's do. that's one of my plans for this year with um, oh, the neighbor that I've asked a bunch of times is he's getting older too, like you said, and I'm going to offer him that, you know, yeah. if you want me to do the management of the trails and help you clear up those crazy south facing slopes that you can't even walk on anymore yeah you know i'm gonna do one to do that type of thing and offer that sure. to him or you have you have a piece of ground that's in a crp program i'll help maintain it to make sure it stays in the yeah. program so you don't have the nrcs come out and say hmm, well there goes your check sorry <laughs> yeah so i mean there's a lot of, i think you, people can flex so you almost have to get creative yeah um you know it could be i mean name it like if it gets you permission like nothing's off limits nothing <laughs> <laughs> people might think of me differently when i say this one but my neighbors my neighbors grandkids um they're the ones that i took with me when i recovered junk brow that like have never really their dad hunts a little bit but have never really been involved in it and their dad's kind of he's busy now and just doesn't he just doesn't hunt you know yeah um and i'm actually going to take them youth hunting this year because they expressed that they might want to do it um and i'm going to use them to hopefully get permission for them and build a relationship with a couple people, you know, because who's going to tell a kid no? You a know? lot of people probably will. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> but I, I see. Yeah, I mean, there's something wrong with that. Like you're doing right because you don't have to do that. No, you know. But and I, I see your tactic. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, am I going to get something out of it? Absolutely. You know but, what it is, dude. When my wife and I put our offer on our house, we wrote a letter to the sellers, and we just had our daughter. I'm like, oh, we have this little daughter. We want to raise her out here in the country, and it. Get at them heartstrings. Yeah, they accepted our offer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, that's what you got to do. Yeah, you got to get creative, especially in today's world with how many more hunters there are. I mean, or not necessarily more hunters. And I do think there are more hunters, but how many more people are absorbing more property, like hunting yeah. property? Yeah, um, That's one thing for me, moving to where I've moved. It's been very, very difficult to get hunting permission. Well, you're, you know, you're in Iowa. Yeah, and yeah. it's and I'm not even in a part of Iowa that's like desired. And of those 275, a lot of those are in the what I would call the Golden Triangle of Iowa. You know, yeah, South yeah. Central Iowa. Okay, um, let, let me ask you this. All right, so say someone comes in. I didn't mean to cut you short. No, you're good. But I'm, I'm, this is going to be like I'm hoping clip worthy content. If someone comes up to Lee and says, "Lee, 
how do I get hunting permission? How do I find a spot to hunt? I want to hunt. I don't have any place to go. What do I do first? What's the highest odds of success for me? Hmm. Hunt public ground. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't. (laughs) Don't hunt. Yeah. Oh, man. I... That's a tough one because being that I've tried about everything, it hasn't worked for me really, you know, for the most part. So you're um, telling me the listener's getting nothing out of this episode. <laughs> yet. We'll get there. Yeah, okay. We'll get there. Okay. Um I be genuine. I think that's the biggest thing. Just mm-hmm. work your butt off and ask, you know, if you want to hunt that bad, just keep asking. Yeah. Did I want to keep going after I knocked on 25 doors and got 25 no's in a row? Absolutely not. Did I want to keep going and knocking when I got 100 no's? Absolutely not. Yeah. Did I want to keep going when I got to 200? Nope. But I did because I like to hunt. Yeah. I want new places to hunt. Yeah. And I think being genuine is number one. Like, and you almost have to go in almost like it's you're, you're going in for a job interview in a way. Because mm-hmm. you know, like what they're perceived, they're automatically, there are no matter what, you got to think of it this way no matter what you approach a landowner, they're already leaning no. Oh, absolutely. You have to teeter them. Now, how far into the no are they leaning? That's their own personal experiences. Like maybe another hunter ruined something for them in the past, which is worth talking about. Oh, I got, um, I got, when we get into this end of this episode, what we're going to talk about, or what I think we're going to talk about, I have a bone to pick on that. Okay. Right? So, um, so I think you need to go in like, they're already leaning no. Like they automatically, I would say almost always they're automatically leaning no. Like you, especially if you come to their door nowadays. Oh, I would agree 100% because if I own ground, even not being a hunter, if yeah. I wasn't a hunter, I'd be like, oh, another one, you know? Yeah. Or no, I own it, not you, you know? Right, exactly. Like I get I get the no's and I get the the high volume of no's, like completely understandable. Now, um, you need to go in and kind of, persuade them to the yes a little bit like you got to um, be a salesman basically you got to be a salesman you which you are a salesman which helps um, yeah. here's the thing <laughs> obviously with, doesn't help i guess <laughs> well but but you know it's just tough out there like yeah. i think i think you just have to be willing to accept the harshness of no you're not hunting mm-hmm. um but shotgun method it's just like almost like accuracy and volume you know the more you do it the higher your chances are of getting yes now i will tell you this i roll up to an old farmer's house and I'm short sleeve and got like a low cut V-neck shirt on and my beard's long and I'm dirty and I roll up I'm like, Hey man, can I hunt? He's going to look at me <laughs> and think, what hood did you roll out of? <laughs> like, you know, and, and I remember Austin Chandler telling me that Austin's a farmer. He talks to farmers. He knows how to talk to farmers. Austin's a, uh, he turned 40 today. Um, old dusty ass, but <laughs> He goes, dude, you know, with hand tattoos and a neck tattoo, it's a tough sell for you to go up to an old timer now and be like, hey, I want to hunt your ground. Never mind my felonies. <laughs> I don't have any felonies for the record. But Just look, so you're aware. <laughs> but it looks like I do. Yeah. And uh, it's tough for me. But you know how I'll probably do it? Roll up with my daughter and my little boy in my truck and, um, you know, either have like my farm clothes on or my boots on or gloves and, you know, or wear a hoodie. You know, if it's that time of year. One thing that I always do when I door knock and people are probably going to say, well, be proud to be a hunter. I don't wear anything hunting related. I think wearing camo puts you 40 steps backwards. Like this is my favorite hat. This kill cap, Masio kill cap is my favorite hat. (laughs) I will not wear it to go ask permission. 
Yeah. I will not wear camo. I don't wear anything with a deer on it. I wear, you know, farming related stuff or whatever, even yeah. if it's an Under Armour hat and an Under Armour you shirt. You just look Midwestern. I will not wear anything hunting related. And people might not like that because you're proud to be a hunter and that's what you're there for anyways. But first impression is everything, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If they see you walking up and they're like, oh, just another person coming to ask to hunt, that just hurts you in the long run well it just like their no meter goes further into the no yep before the, you even get a word out mm-hmm. if you come up and they're not expecting for you to ask any permission their no meter d- isn't really on no because they don't know what you're going to ask absolutely so great tip i think that's a big big tip um i think too how you speak is big makes a big difference um uh, and you know what i've what i've kind of learned this from like meeting more people in person and I don't want to like offend anybody, but it's, um, you, we talk to a ton of people at the shows and we talk to a lot of people and, um, you learn a lot how people carry themselves on first impressions. Cause most of these people are meeting first impression over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife does a hiring at her job, first yeah. impressions over and over and over and over again. If you come in and you're like, you can't shut off. All right. I know how to talk when I'm with my boys. I know how to talk when I'm on the podcast, which is not pretty much the same as when I talk with my boys. But when we're at the bar and we're just screwing around and I'm just like talking shit, being silly, funny, and, and I go to a job interview, I'm very, I'm more buttoned up and my speech is cleaned up and it's more like proficient. Like yeah. You, you put on your intelligent speaking. Yep. And uh, it's just like you talk to some people that go into a job interview and they're like, yeah, shit, man. Yeah, I, I ain't got no place to hunt. I, I lost all my pieces. I can kicked off. Can I hunt? No, you can't hunt. Yeah. And that's, I think, one thing, too, that you need to, you need to be prepared going in. Don't just randomly stop. Like, yeah. Be, I mean, big deer killers that we talk about all the time are calculated. Be calculated when asking for permission, too. Yeah. Don't just walk in there willy-nilly with no plan. Like, I know what I'm going to say. And I... I've got my elevator speech, my 30 second. Yeah. This is what I'm going to say. You know, if this is what they ask, I'm going to, which I've asked a lot of times. So I kind of know like, yeah, yeah. you know, what's going to get reactions and what's not, but be ready, you know, yeah. know what you're going to say. Don't go up there and be like, um, so I, uh, yeah, yeah like yeah. be confident, know what you're going to say. I think a tip too, like when talking to someone, you know, if it's a piece you really want to hunt, I think complimenting them and their piece is a way to be like, man, I, you know, I drive by there and it just looks like a beautiful spot. And, you know, I like to hunt and just seeing if you would mind if I tried hunting that this season, you know, I think you can kind of like lightly mm-hmm. compliment them, compliment it in there. Like, it's just a beautiful spot and it'd be cool to check it out. You know what I mean? Like, but not like, Oh, I want to hunt there. I'm going to hunt every weekend, every cold front. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be sawing limbs. Like, I think you need to be easy on how you, um, ask yeah absolutely you know kind of like let that taper into it as you get to hunt a little more and know them and stuff like that but it's a balancing uh, act so let's get to talking about the part you said you wanted to talk about i want to make sure we get it there so so being that i have asked door knocked i've done everything you can do to try to get permission on those 275 plus (laughs) everything i mean no not everything (laughs) okay just check easy kurt (laughs) any way you could ask like you basically name it. I've thought of trying it. So after all this time of getting nose and all of that stuff, I wanted to take a shotgun blast type of um, attitude towards it Yeah. and kind of just change up how I've been doing it because obviously it hasn't been working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
property size, property type, I changed my mind on. And what I did is I hand wrote letters. Okay. And I picked an area and I said anything. I looked at deer casts and I said anything that even looks remotely like there could be a deer on it. You just never know. There might be a deer on it. So I'm going to hand write a letter to the landowner, address it to him and mail it to him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go into details of yeah, don't give away what I put in, but I wanted to try something new, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, it's obviously not worked for me in the past. And, you know, what a good, what a better way to make something personal and also reach a large number. So I picked what to me in my area is probably the hardest area to get permission on. I've knocked on a few doors there, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, just because I know it's hard to get in there. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so I hand wrote letters and addressed them to them, put a picture of the property on there that I'm referring to. Um, oh, actually like screenshotted, put a picture of it yep. on there. Yep. And I sent them out. I sent out 40. I just did a trial run and <laughs> trial. I mean, 40. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, and I sent them out and I, my goal coming out of it was to hopefully get 10 responses, whether it's no or not, and hopefully one property to hunt out of it. Yeah. Um, out of 50 or whatever you 40, did. Yep. 40. <clears throat> so 25% responses and I don't know what that math would be. Two and a half percent um, success rate of getting permission. And I sent them out about 10 days ago now. And I've gotten seven responses. It's pretty good in that short amount of time. Yep. And and it was some out-of-state landowners. So some of the letters might not even be there yet, you know? Yeah. Um, I've gotten seven responses and one yes, actually. Wow. And it is for two different pieces of property that the guy owns. Um, and it was actually, I just asked on the one that was a less desirable piece. And he's like, yeah, nobody hunts that one. But I also have this piece just down the road. You know, if you want to hunt there too, there's one other guy that hunts there. He does. All pretty much gun hunts, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it worked for me a little bit, you know, not quite to what I was hoping, but I got the permission that I was hoping. That's you know, awesome. At least one. And it's a mile and a half from my house. That's super successful. Then. Yeah. So, like, so far, you know, like, you don't even have all the, yeah. we'll have to do a check-in, uh, check back in. So, when you're writing the letters, how are these people responding, No, yes or no? Um. Like, so, I put my phone number and my email on there. Um. I've gotten two, two of them have called me. Um. And the other ones have sent me emails. Um, and two of the no's were, um, sorry, we have family or whatever. That yeah. Here. yeah. Um, one of them was, sorry, I just don't let anybody hunt. Three of them were, um, this is my bone to pick that I had to say. Three of them were, sorry, we no longer let anybody hunt here because of bad experiences with people we've given permission in the past. Mm-hmm. And that makes me mad to no extent. <laughs> Why? Because if somebody's giving you permission to hunt their ground, don't take advantage of them. Yeah. Don't bring more people on there than you're supposed to. Don't wreck their farm. Yep. If it was your farm and somebody did that to you, it's the golden rule. Treat other people like you'd want to be treated. Yeah. And it's the 1% ruining it for the 99%. Yeah. For sure. You know, like they were really good pieces and they were like, you know, you they all said, you know, you seem like a really good guy after this letter. You know, it was really well done. We've never had anybody do this. Um, but we just won't because of bad experiences. And that just gets ah, under my yeah. skin. So I, I get it. 
you know i get it yeah it's um people get comfortable or people just suck in general yeah sometimes people just suck and uh you get a guy you get like you get just like the scumbag type dudes who they're they're unethical they're disrespectful they don't obey boundaries they don't respect really anything you know like Dude, we've had some ground where like guys drive four wheelers on and bog it all out. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Leaving Just be a good trash. human being. <laughs> be a good human. It's tough, dude. It's oh, uh, it drives me nuts. Well, you know, it's even the so the little forty acre piece that uh, my wife and I bought. I'm finding like there's j- old farmer junk piles on it, but I'm finding like old ground blinds and stuff all over the thing. Yeah, like <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. But I don't know. That's um. It's all fun information. It's it's hard work. I guess there's no easy button to gain hunting permission for free. No. Um, it, and it's never really free. Like, there's work in it. Like, right. your time is money, and you get time in it. But, you know, it's worth trying, but it's also the little things that you're doing that could lead into the piece. Like, okay, you got a new permission piece. There could be a 180-inch deer on it. You don't know yet. Yeah. You know, there could be a 180-inch deer this fall, and you kill them, and then everybody on the internet... Is like, well, he's got all the good pieces. He must be nice. He's. I've had people tell other people I know that I have a silver spoon for hunting in my mouth. <laughs> like, okay, and that's that's the thing. I was kind of think that I was kind of hesitant about saying the thing about the letter because I didn't want people to be like, oh, that's taking the easy way out. But I'm not taking the easy way out. I've knocked on 275 plus doors. You're trying everything. Yeah, and I've tried everything, and it hasn't worked for me. So I wanted to try something new. Yeah, you know. Well, it's a lot of work. Some people just aren't willing to do it. There's going to be a lot of guys just like, I just hunt public at that point. And yeah, valid, you know, valid argument. I've had a lot of bad times on public. That's why I yeah. do it. I've, uh, I mean, you know, if you, I've told the story about almost getting shot by a crossbow hunter a couple times mm-hmm. on the podcast. That was on a permission piece that I gained. And it was uh, more to kind of help a couple guys that I knew. And they had just got gained access to it. And there's just apparently a ton of trespassers on it, which is how I almost got shot. And, and what's a bummer about it, there's two super giants on that piece. Like, I was where I was at because, I mean, I, I don't care. I'll talk about it now. Somebody else can go there and get shot. But um, just a big, it's a pretty decent-sized chunk of ground. But, um, I mean, one buck was probably high 70s as a typical 10. And one buck would probably do one, one high 80s and 190 as a non-typical. And I'm in there like, <laughs> I'm going for it. And then that crossbow situation, I never went back. Yeah. I've not been back. I had two trail cams get stolen. Like, just chaos. Yeah. But, you know, if I didn't have anywhere else to go, I might have made more of an effort to be like, no, no, no. We're fixing this whole trespass issue and just correct it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. But, you know, here's another thing, too. Like, even when you lease ground, you know, you can pay, you know, say you pay one thousand two three four five thousand dollars to hunt a piece of ground um a lot of people use like leasing services what i found is uh i have some friends that are i don't know if they're gonna be going through it but they just got uh, a lease a piece of leased ground mm-hmm. and uh they talked to the landowner oh man you know what i need to be careful Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. Full here. Um, yeah, I... I <laughs> never mind. 
to discuss at a later date, maybe. Um, all right, I, I guess I can't. I had to be careful because I didn't want to. I forget who listens sometimes, but um, if you lease a piece of ground, just like where if you to rent your house, you don't get to keep living in the house with the tenant. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, okay, let me give you an example of a farm my dad and I leased for three years. When we first leased it, we if, when we leased this ground, we're the only people that are on the ground, unless it's for like farming purposes mm-hmm. or whatever, from the time of our lease from like March 1st to March 1st or whatever yep. it was. Well, we leased through a third party agency that like does the contract, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. They manage the lease for you. Yep. So technically, we're never even supposed to really talk to the landowner. We just... There's right. this leasing agency that we go through for everything. Yep. Well, the landowner comes in one day when we're there checking everything out, hanging stand. He's like, uh, yeah, sometimes my son will come up and he'll shoot pistols up here and camp with his buddies. He'll come out and have some beers up once in a while. But it's it's not during hunting season, so it shouldn't bother you guys at all. And I remember being like, uh, yeah, no, that's that's not how it works. Like, we're leasing this ground. Like, you don't get to make money off us and then continue to live here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one or the other. Other. So like, not that any just random farmer who doesn't hunt is going to hear this, but. I mean, unless, I agree with that 100%, unless it states it in your lease contract. Unless it have, states it in the contract. Yeah. Or if it's a permission piece, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can't tell you not to be yeah. here, nor would I think I could. Right. But if I'm paying you money in exchange for exclusivity to this piece of ground, you ain't coming out and camping and shooting pistols and riding four wheelers and you know doing the chicken dance and all my tree stands just because you got nothing else yeah. going on. Like that's not happening. I've got a couple of buddies who had the same situation. You know, I think they, it's super common. They leased it and you know the farmer would go ride four wheelers and he actually put trail cameras out just because he liked to put them out. And it's like, man, yeah, like can. I don't lease anything and and it is my goal. Um, you know, it, there might come a day where I have to, you know, I think there probably will, Yeah. but hopefully by that point I can afford a piece of my own <laughs> yeah. and, and won't be, but for um, sure, my goal is to never lease a piece of ground. You know? It's, it's, I'll tell you what's nice about it because it turns out that issue never really was an issue. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like his son really never did come out and shoot pistols and they never did camp. And I think it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I I think people say they're going to do all this stuff, but when it's August and it's just shitty out, no one's going to go out and just, right. you know what I mean? So, and the bugs and all the stuff. So it actually, I think it works out better, um, especially as long as they're not like there during the fall. But what is nice about a lease is it's yours. Yeah. You can lease it. You can hunt it. You don't got to worry about anything. You don't got to worry about being seen. You don't got to worry about being sneaky. You don't have to worry. Like you can just hunt and you can, you know, like all the ground I hunt, I don't park by the road. I don't let my truck be visible. I don't, even if I, of course I'm allowed to be there, but I don't want to be seen right. in camo walking in and out. That's another thing. Like it's kind of like a, um, a, a, for me, it's a common courtesy when you have a permission piece is to not be so obvious on the ground. Like, cause I think it opens up the gate for other people to see you hunting and then ask the landowner. Yep. Oh, I saw so-and-so. So the less the landowner thinks about you, or knows you're there or not there, the better you are. Right. It's almost like if your boss never hears anything bad about you, he never has a reason to come give you shit about anything. Yep. And that's kind of how I've always operated. Um, but with a lease, it's it's like it's yours. Like you can just do whatever. You can just yeah. walk across and go. You're hunting. You paid to be there. It's yours. Well, that's like, you know, not leasing, me not leasing 
I mean, I, the, the places that I can hunt, I've built relationships where one of them, maybe not, but I am, I would not say a hundred percent confident, but I would say I'm 99% confident that if somebody came and offered the farmer money or the landowner money, they tell them no mm-hmm. because of that relationship I built with, built yeah. with or them. at least call you and be like, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Give me the opportunity first, at least for sure. Know? No, that's good. That's good relationships. It's this is a tough episode because it's all good information, but I just someone's going to be looking for the easy like this is how you get permission piece. Now, if we wanted to be like um, this flat like this flashy type podcast, I'd title this the sure way to gaining permission. <laughs> On a, you know what I mean? Like, and then I'm lying to you. And it's just me here saying there's no good way. <laughs> Don't even ask permission. Bad ways. It's all bad. But. <laughs> You know, we could cut a 10 second clip for the internets and showing Lee, like, this is how I get permission. It's worked 90% of the time. And then, oh, there it is, the cliffhanger. You got to <laughs> click. That's not what this is. No. This is no. honest content from honest experience. This isn't clickbait crap. Correct. So, a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of energy put into it. I don't think, no matter what way you slice it, getting ground to hunt for free just does not come easy. Bottom line. That's the way it is. That's it's okay. It's work, work, and more work. That's okay. And I think it'll be, you know, it's rewarding when you go through all that work. Like when I killed junk brow, going through all that work of getting permission, you know, gradually getting shed hunting permission and then getting permission to kill him. I mean, that meant so much more than if I'd walk up to a, I mean, obviously if I'd walk up to a guy and he'd be like, here you go, you know, hunt my 240 acres and kill 170 inch every year. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. All right, let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of rewarding too, you know? Like yeah. when you have to work for a piece and like the day, I know it will come. There will be a day where that neighbor that I've asked 10 different times to either shed hunt or deer hunt, there will come a day where he tells me yes. <laughs> and that will be one of the greatest days in my hunting career. Yeah. You know? I hear you. Well, just being a good dude, like you said, don't put the pressure too hard, being consistent, being around, like being passionate about what you do. I think if you're gen- generally, genuinely passionate about things you're doing or talking about, I think people can pick up on that. Oh, yeah. And if they, if you truly do mean good in your intentions, I think it'll work out for yeah. you. And, and I think it'll be cool, like, this year with these letters and, like, you know, seeing what I end up getting, how many responses I end up getting, and then, you know, the permission properties that I have gotten so far, um, the two from the same guy, it, it'll be cool to just kind of follow it along and see, you know, okay, here's yeah. the, the struggle. Here's, I got permission. Here's the deer that showed up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun and rewarding, man. I, I'm excited to see how everything shakes out. Give it an update to the listeners. So, man, I can't wait for deer season. I know. I've My brain's got, wondering. I've already got a couple cameras out. I hate to say that. Early. Being that it's only May. But. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm mapping out like new stand spots and just, uh, I want, I want to give myself more options. And I'm almost like, I'm thinking about it while we're sitting here too. It's like, man, I just want a spot just to look at something different, whether there's a deer there or not. Yeah. It's just nice. This is the uh, this is the time of year where I itch really bad. I start watching a lot of hunting on YouTube and <laughs> settle down on your itchiness again uh, a little bit. I know. You know, after July Fourth, then you can start getting super itchy. I always put out this time of year. I've got a couple, you know, because I'm in Iowa, so I can run mineral licks. There's a there's a couple that I always put cameras on early just because it's fun to see the growth you know i I put them out and i refresh your mineral once every five or six weeks and just pop the card out you know i'm putting it out there i might as well anyway you know so i wish i could do that i just love it Illinois needs to get together come on i just love deer hunting i love this time of year it's i'm over turkeys 
I don't ever hunt them, so <laughs> I'm always over I, them. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm over them. No disrespect to the turkey, but uh, I'm to the point where I'm just like, all right, let's talk about mm -hmm. mammals. Yeah, I'm putting a, <laughs> putting a big bean plot in this weekend, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, dude. It's I'm part, uh, part of the journey. I'm excited to see how your permission journey, permission piece journey shakes out and what deer you get on. So, um, but no, man, we got, we have, um, we have some deer we could talk about, but we're going to, we'll keep that for another episode. We got some, some stuff we're going to do, but, uh, no, I think this episode, I think there's good info in it. If anything, it makes people think about how they approach getting permission piece kind of, um, if anything, anybody that's kind of a hater or a doubter of like somebody who just hunts free ground, some of the work that might take. Now, a lot of guys might just walk onto pieces and good for them, but yeah, uh, <laughs> not how it goes for the boys over here. Um, but no, man, anything you want to close out with? No, I think this episode, I mean, there was a lot of information. It was all kind of jumbled and I might've talked in circles a bunch and that kind of stuff, right. but Hey, it's who we are. <laughs> it's fun, man. It's just honest conversation. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in, watching, listening. Thank you, Lee, for coming. Let us know episode 100. What should we do? I want to I want to do something big. I have some ideas, but I don't know if that's what the people want. Uh, Got to give the people what they want. That's true. We do. We're here for you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, DeerCast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, YouTube, uh, support the video side of this podcast, especially in DeerCast. Um, yeah, you know what to do. Go find a piece to hunt, then find a giant, then go shoot your bow. Go shoot a bow, find a giant, then kill the giant. And then go shoot be, a giant. And then be happy. <laughs> Then send us a picture of it. <laughs> Later. <laughs>